You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Job asked a significant question in the text. If a person dies, shall he or she live again? Very important question. And when you consider the question, it simply requires... A yes or a no. That's all it requires, an answer of yes or no. And based upon people, some people would just say no concretely because there there are people that believe that once you get in a particular situation, of once you reach a particular state in life, there is no way you can, you can come out of what you are in. Yeah. You, you take our society to a certain degree uh, teaches folks to believe. You have folks that for one reason or another, became hooked on alcohol. And so society says, look, you need to go through a program. Program that society calls a 12-step program. And and one thing that they are taught uh, to say in the program is that I will always be alcoholic, drug addict, or what have you. I will always be this. Because society feels like you, you have caused yourself to be in this place and there's no way you can get out of it. You will always be this. So keep up with how many days you are clean because you might reverse Or turn back to doing what you were doing. And you, you have folk that would get up and, and just say it. My name is such and such. I am such and such and such and such. And you know, when you start saying something, biblically speaking, it'll start manifesting. Simply because Proverbs 18 and 21 tells us death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so you you have to be careful with your words. You have to be careful with your words. 
But then you have some folks that when they look at the question, they, they would just simply say, yeah, a man can live again. If he die, he can live again. And, and of course, some folks, when, when they hear the question, they, they will base it upon physical death. And say without question, they believe in the resurrection. And, and you should believe in the resurrection. I believe in the resurrection. You? And when Jesus said to Martha in the book of John, the 11th chapter, when Lazarus had physically died, Jesus said to Martha, your, your brother going to live again. And Martha, Martha believed, yeah, he, he go, I know he's going to get up in the resurrection. But see, Jesus was saying to her, it's going to happen now. Letting her know that I am the one that has the power to give life and to take life. I am the resurrection and the life. So Jesus basically said when it, when it comes to Death and life, he is in complete control. So if God is in complete control of death and life, that means whatever he decides to do or whatever is according to his written and revealed word, that's exactly what he's going to do. I said, that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to do whatever he decides to do. Or he's going to do whatever he has promised in his word. And, and Job knew the word of God. And Job, even though he was going through something, was a person of faith. But when you consider the text, when he talks about death, you have to look at it based upon Job's situation at the time and understand because he was physically alive when he asked the question, he was looking at death from a figurative standpoint. He, he uses the word moth for death. The Hebrew word moth, which first of all means complete defeat. Complete defeat. The root meaning or the literal meaning of defeat is to literally unmake or undo. Job felt like his life had been completely changed. Job was at the top. But then when God permitted Satan to come in. Job hit rock bottom. 
And so when, when, when he hit rock bottom, he, he looked at his life as being literally undone, completely changed. I am experiencing death. I was fruitful, but now I'm fruitless. You look at a tree, a, a tree, you, you see all the branches have started to turn brown. And so folks will look at it and they say, look, it's dying. No fruit is here and it's time for fruit. But it's no fruit because it's fruitless. It's dying. And so Job felt that because he, he had lost his prosperity, Lost his fruit that he was in a dead state. Some of us have been there. Doing well and then all of a sudden. Something happens with our health. And we go through a complete change. Something is undone. Some, something we, we didn't want to happen, but the Lord allowed it to happen. Job wasn't mad. He wasn't mad because he, he, he was experiencing death. He wasn't mad. He knew who had the power of life and death. He knew God was in control. See, see, the one thing you have to always recognize is that God is in control. And, and God will allow you to will allow things to just stare you in your face or, or folks to stare you in your face and say, it's done. It's over for you. But you have to have the mindset of Joe. No, it ain't over for me. A change is going to come. A change is going to come. Whether the change comes on this side on the other side, a chain is going to come. You have to ask yourself that, that, that I'm going through something and, and it feels like death. I, I know I'm experiencing defeat. But can I live again? Can I live again? Can I recover? I'm going through something I, I, I've never been through. And I'm getting some bad reports in reference to what I'm going through. But will I recover? Can I live again? 
You ask the question, but, but sometimes you, you have to talk to yourself. I said sometimes you have to talk to yourself. See, some folks get, get to the point to where only thing they see is failure. But I want to know this morning, in the midst of your fiery trial, are you going to be restored? Are you going to live again? Is change going to take place for you? Is God going to turn your situation completely If I lose everything, can I live again? Can God restore what the canker, the palmer, and the caterpillar has has eaten up? Can God restore my losses? I had a good job, and, and, and when I lost the job, this, that, and the other happened. But can God? Can God, can God, and, and, and see when, when, when you're asking yourself the question based upon the text, you're going to have to ask the question in the midst of going through what Job calls Hard service. Difficult. Not just normal difficulty. Difficulty that, that cause, causes your friends, prayer warriors, your prayer warriors to look at you and say stuff like, I don't know if... if he gonna make it out of this. Yeah, it, it, it's something going on. The reason this happening to that girl, she better get herself together because I I don't know if she gonna. See, you have to understand, Joe's friend was not sinners. These folks had a relationship with God. They knew God. And it's amazing when you get to going through fiery trials and so forth. Some of the folk you expect to be praying with you. To be agreeing that God is going to turn things around for you. Will turn out to be your biggest critics. Yeah, look at her, just letting herself go. But are you praying for? Job had lost everything. And sitting there going through it, trying to deal with his tragedy. And, and he heard that his friends were coming. And, and in his mindset, they're coming to comfort him. But when they showed up, they came as critics. They were so critical of him to where after they had talked about him for days, Job said to them, miserable comforters. Oh, y'all, I thought y'all were going to come with a hallelujah party. 
I thought y'all were going to come with a victory party. I thought y'all were going to come and touch and agree with me that God was going to turn things completely around. But you're coming trying to look at what I done done wrong. You're trying to look at why I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing. Miserable comforters. Are y'all? Say to your neighbor, when I'm going through, I don't need you talking about me. I need you praying with me. I need you standing in the gap with me. Quit staring at me from my crown to the sole of my feet. Talking about how bad I look. And just pray that God give me bring me through my storm God bring me through my fiery trial just pray that the will of God be done in my life so I can see what God done promised me because yeah I'm going through it but I don't believe he done with me yet yeah I'm going through it but I don't believe it's over yeah I'm going through it but I'm still hanging on to what he said he told me in blessing he was going to bless me he told me in healing he was going to me. He told me he was going to make me the head, not the tail. I was going to live above only and never beneath. But I don't need you complaining. I found somebody say, I need you to be praying for me. I'm going through something. I just need you to be praying for me. It's a hard service. I'm experiencing pain I, I ain't never felt before. If I move a certain way, I feel something going up and down my spine. Just need you to pray for me. Joe was the talk of the time. The richest man in us has fallen. He done lost family members. He done lost his livestock. Recent news, his wife just told him she tired of him. Want him to curse God and die. How do you deal with something that's, that's so horrendous? How do you deal with, with folk that should be praying for you, that are criticizing you, and a wife that should be cleaving to you, want to separate from you? Bible says in all that Job went through never did he curse God never did he disrespect or dishonor God he kept a hallelujah he kept a thank you Jesus Woo, 
say to your neighbor, you got to keep a thinking. You got to keep a hallelujah. Even when it's hard, you still got to dance. Even when defeat is on top of your head, you still got to turn in victory. Even when they give you a bad report, you got you still got to tell them, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do me like Jesus. His hard service. See, Job identified what most of us need to know. As a child of God, God will allow you to go through hardship. It's appointed for you to go through something. Paul told Timothy point blank when when he went into pastoral ministry, he said, hey, you got to endure hardship as a good soldier. Now, now it wasn't that Timothy had, had never went through anything, but Paul was letting him know because God has exalted you, you are getting ready to experience some stuff you never experienced. You getting ready to experience something that's going to mess with your mind. You getting ready to experience pain you ain't never felt in your body, but you got to endure everything that you go through as a good soldier. When you don't feel like praying, pray anyway. When you don't feel like saying hallelujah, say it anyhow. Don't ever shut down just because you're going through a fiery trial. Count it all joy. Give God the glory despite what you go through. Don't ever say it hurts too bad for you to praise God. It's too painful for you to give God the glory. He had been appointed to suffer. He had been appointed to suffer. And and see, Satan was like, I'm not going to send any demons to deal with Job. I'm going to deal with Job myself. Let me go and talk to God about Job because I want to see how Job going to act when he go through some hardship. And it, it, it ain't going to be no normal hardship. I'm, I'm going to unleash everything God allowed me to unleash on Job. And Satan went to God with a list. And the thing about it, God allowed him to do the majority of what he wanted to do. God just simply told him, he, he said, now, you can't touch this, that, and the other. But yeah, you can do all that. And so he got to going through his hard service. And even though God didn't tell him. That he permitted Satan to do all that up front. Job still endured. He still looked at it as his hard 
service. See, it, it has to come to a point to where you look at what you're going through as your appointment. Jesus, the man, knew he was about to experience hardship or hard service and prayed about it. Knew how hard it was and said as a man, Father, if it be possible, take it away. Take it away. And, and see, that's, that, that's what we want sometimes. We, we, just, we just want God to take it away. God, I can't hardly walk when, when this pain hit me. Take it away. No, that's your appointment. He ain't going to take away what has been appointed for you to go through. And Jesus realized that this, this is my appointment. This is what I have been chosen to do. It, it, it is not what I would like to happen. But it's what God has ordained for me to go through. So he went back to prayer and said, nevertheless, not as I will. Your will be done. If I got to go through this, if I got to be humiliated, if I got to carry a cross, if I've got to be beaten, if I've got to go from a religious trial to a worldly trial, so be it. If I'm going to experience folks that I have taught for three years how to live godly, deny me. Say they never knew me. So be it. But such is the case for all those who know the name of Jesus. For Jesus said up front to his disciples, you got to deny yourself. When you get to going through something, don't, don't tell me you want it to be gone when I done appointed you to go through that. And see, James and Peter understood it. That's the reason Peter said, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which are to what? Try you. He went on to say, rejoice. Rejoice. Because the one thing God does not like his children doing in the midst of a hard service is complaining. If you read in the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible in reference to Israel, the one thing that caused God to want to be done with Israel is that they murmured and complain God does not want us to murmur and complain just because we're hurting just because we're going through something hard he wants us to trust him and to stick to the script if he told you to be happy be happy I said be happy but it's hurting pastor yeah it hurt but you still gotta be happy you still gotta keep Talking, God talk. Don't get to talking, worldly talk. Don't get to talking like a sinner. Keep talking, God talk. Oh, that's good preaching. Would you tell somebody for me whatever you're going through? 
keep talking, God talk. Say it to him again, keep talking, God talk. Job looked at his hard service and said, this ain't going to last. My change is coming. When he said it, his physical condition hadn't changed. Even after he said it, it didn't change. No, it didn't change. Joe was speaking what he spoke when he said, I know a change is going to come. He was speaking it by faith. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says we walk by faith, not by sight. I'm going to say what God promised even though I don't see it. I'm going to say what God promised even though I'm not presently experiencing it. Why are you going to say what he promised? Because 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 tells me all of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. God said it and he got to do it. Say to your neighbor, he got to do it. If all of his promises are yes, he has to do it. Job knew God had to cause a change to take place. He wasn't looking for his friends. Once he found out, they were not going to touch and agree with him in prayer. He was not looking for a doctor. He was not looking for anybody else to cause a complete change. He was looking for God to cause the change. If God decided to use a person, so be it. But he had made up in his mind he was going to look to the hills from whence cometh his help. He knew that his help was in God. That's how some of us are. You don't mind God using a doctor. You don't mind God using a friend. But you're going to look to God. First and foremost. To fulfill his promise. And see Job had to speak faith. If he was truly a child of God. Because the only way. A child of God gets victory. Over the problems of life. Is faith. First John 5 and 4 says. It's the victory that overcomes the world. Is evil. Our faith. One part of faith is hope. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Romans 8, 24 and following says, In part, hope that is seen is not hope. For why should I hope for that I see? But if I hope for what I do not see, and I wait for it. And that's where Job was in the text. Job said, I'm going to wait until my change comes. 
I'm just going to be steadfast. I know something is going to happen. It may not be Monday. May not be next Friday. I may experience worse, worse, worse for it happened, but I know my change is going to come. And I've been praying about my breakthrough. Breakthrough hadn't happened, and, and, and I put in that prayer 75 days ago, but I know my change is going to take place. I know I'm talking to somebody by now that in your being you know a change is going to happen for you I just need you to shout it at somebody preacher talking about me my change is going to happen I don't know if it's going to be next week I don't know if it's going to be next month but in my spirit I know my change is going to take place I'm not saying it just to be saying it I'm not saying it as if I don't have backup I have backup I know God's word God said many are the affliction of the righteous but he shall deliver them out of every single one God said in blessing I'll bless you I'll make you the head not the tail I'll cause you to live above only and never beneath though you be in distress I will never leave you I will never forsake you I will be with you always say to your neighbor I'm waiting on my chain and I know God going to give me a change. I know God going to turn things completely around. I know God is going to give me victory even though defeat is surrounding me. Even though defeat been talking to me every single day. I know my change is going to take place. Who am I preaching to? Say to your neighbor, you got to wait though. You got to be steadfast. When it start hurting, you got to have your dance ready. You got to praise him in your trial. You got to leap for joy when you don't feel joy. You got to wave your hand when you don't feel like waving. You got to give God all that you have. You got to keep praising him. You got to keep magnifying him. You got to keep talking to him. This ain't no time to get weak. The Bible says men are always to pray and not lose heart. This ain't no time to throw in the tower. The Bible untold us cast not away therefore your confidence which has great recompense of reward. You have need of endurance that after you have done the will of God you may receive the promise for he that shall come will come and he will not tarry it's time for you to gird up your lungs and live by faith listen to this I know this is my appointment and I'm just going to wait until the change comes. It's hurting. But I'm waiting. I need money. But I'm waiting. I needed a job last year. But I'm waiting. 
Joe waited. And in my clothes. Job 42 and 10. Just simply says, God restored Job's losses. When? He prayed for folk who wouldn't touch and agree with him. When he prayed for folk that criticized And he gave him twice as much as he had. Can you imagine the report that came out in us? Breaking story. We thought Joe was dead, thought it was over for him. But we done realized it ain't over. Until God says it's over. You better tell somebody. It ain't over until God. Who has the final say? Who has the final say? And I'm done. Let's give the Lord a big hand of praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.